out that um, I, I would rather be with children than y'all. Not that I don't love you, but um, you see the energy and the excitement children have about talking about who? Jesus, right? I love that Jesus, um, as a little girl, that's the kind of energy I had around Jesus. And it's, it makes me want to cry because these are the most precious kids, and I love them so much. And I've only just started getting to hang out with them for a while now. Um, I've got so much stuff up here. I'm going to move some stuff. So um, a while back, Pastor asked me if I'd be willing to do a, uh, a sermon in the series of the Catechumenate. And I said, sure, right? Thumbs up. Oh, that's me. And, and it's one of those things where I'm like, sure, I can do that. And I'm thinking he's going to give me something easy. And I was in water aerobics about three weeks later, and I hear a ping on my phone. And I keep my phone in there. Don't ask me why. But I went over, and I looked at it, and it was a text from Pastor that says, hey, Connie, are you um, serious about being willing to do a sermon? And I said, sure. No problem. I'm sure it's going to be something from the Old Testament. I'm sure I can handle it. Maybe it's one of my master's degrees. Like, it's going to be okay. And then he goes, uh, by the way, it's the Trinity. <laughs> and that is how I looked. What? Oh, thank you. Give me an easy one, Pastor. Um, I have to turn. Can I turn my podium uh, without moving my stool? So um, for those of you who are out there in the world, do you ever do this? Do you ever set up your own avatar? I decided that the best way that I could communicate what I think about the Trinity is to do it through a series of questions. Now, I'll tell you right now, I have not listened to what Dr. Sitzer said. So please, please, please do not compare me to Jerry Sitzer. Like, he is awesome. This is just off the top of my head, how I see the Holy Spirit, this, the Father and the Son, right? And so um, I want to start, before I start asking you questions, with a prayer. God, Father, Son, and Spirit, I invite you into this space and into my words. Let my words and my thoughts flow from you. This is not about me. This is all about you. Let me be seen only as I most accurately portray you to others. And I pray this in your name. Amen. So my first question is, how do you scribe this simple notion, the simple notion of Trinity? So you know what I did. I went right to the commentaries. No, I went to Facebook. <laughs> And I threw it out to my Facebook group. It's called Sisters of Scholastica. It's a private group, about 110 women who love God or love me. I'm not sure which. Um, we're just close. And I said, so, hey, guys, um, how do you describe Trinity? So you can imagine what I got, Father, Son, Spirit. I'm like, yeah, can we go a little bit deeper with that? Um, give me more. And so I got words like, um, and it seemed like it was all about food or foliage. So oh, the first one was the pretzel. And the kids today are going to have pretzels and snack. And actually, you guys are going to have pretzels when you leave today. But they're not this kind of pretzels. Um, yeah, stand pretzels for a second. These are called the monk pretzels. Did you know that? Does anybody know why they're the monk pretzels? They come originally from Italy. I have a Catholic cousin that told me this. These are monk pretzels because they represent the Trinity and because they show prayer. 
So that's kind of cool, right? I made pretzels, and they look nothing like a monk. They look more like blobs, slobs, whatever. But anyway, they taste good. And anyway, the next picture is a shamrock, because I have a friend that's Irish, Irish Jim, we call her, Jamie. And of course, she threw up the shamrock. And let's see another picture. Oh, an egg. Who was thinking egg? Anybody thinking egg? Yeah, Debbie's got egg in the background. Egg, right? Um, water. What's the thing about the water? We describe God as water, um, ice, solid, fluid, gas, right? All of those things that, were you trying to help me out there, Micaiah? Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, see, see, science was not my major. Oh, and then this one is because I love peanuts. <laughs> and I hear that if you just eat a quarter of a cup of them a day, you are healthy. Um, but why would, I, why would I pick a picture of peanuts? As Trinity? You guys think about it. Don't answer. All right. So my next question is, where does this Christian, where does the Christian faith come up with this notion of the Trinity? What? Do you know that in all of the world religions, we, Christianity is the only one that has a God in three parts? You know, the egg, the peanut, the shamrock, right? The pretzel. What? And so this is like a real head-scratcher for me. Where do we get this idea? And so I started thinking about, well, how far back do we get the idea of Trinity? And in my brain, I went back to church history, and I went back to, can anybody guess? I'm looking at the pastor. Let's put him on the spot. Nicene Creed. Thank you, Jim, James. So in the Nicene Creed, which came out in 325, I didn't ask you, tell you ahead I was going to do that. In 325 A.D., the church group gathered together, and they were dealing with all kinds of stuff. But basically, they wrote out the, what we call the I believe statements. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Jesus, his son, right? I believe in the Holy Spirit. And it goes on and on. And if you want to look it up in your hymnal or in your Bible or Google it, I don't care if you guys want to do that. If you want to just check out and look for Facebook, I don't care either. But um, anyway... I was thinking, well, before the Nicene Creed, way before, there were two words in the Hebrew language, and the Hebrew language is my favorite. Can we see those? They were El, the two letters E-L, which stood for God, and the longer word Elohim, which stands for gods. So you have this idea of God, God, it could be any kind of God, little God, big God, whatever, God, or gods. But Elohim literally means a plural God. El, singular, Elohim, plural. Are you guys doing okay? Let's go to the next slide. So what does the Trinity look like in the Bible? In the Hebrew language, even before people started writing, uh, writing down the oral tradition, what we call the Bible, we had El and Elohim. And in Genesis 1, I know you all have your Bibles with you. I feel really bad because I didn't bring my Bible. Can I borrow yours? No, I'm kidding. I know this off the top of my head. In, uh, the, in the book of Genesis 1, 16, God is looking. God is hovering. God is in a creative mode. And God says, let us make humanity in our image. Let us make them, male and female, like us. In the spitting image of us, let us make them. In our likeness, let us make them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Us? 
them, male, female. And you get this idea way off in the beginning in the creation account of God stepping into the story and saying, yeah, I'm going to create this beautiful world, but I'm going to make people that look just like us. But you know what? you got to go back even further. You can go back to first chapter, first verse, third word to get idea of Trinity. So let me see how I do. It's been a long time since I've looked at my Hebrew. Barashit bara Elohim. In the beginning, or beginning, created God. Barashit bara Elohim. What? That gives you the idea that there's more than just one God, right? Creating things. And I love the idea of a brooding God, a God hovering over all of the expanse of everything God creates and saying, I think I want to make people. And I mean, like, I don't think anything is an afterthought, by the way. I think God speaks into existence all things, right? And I am very pleased to say that God in God's creation says, um, I want all of us to be together. It's, a, it's Team Trinity, right? And I'll tell you, I've been thinking about this a lot. What does the Trinity look like in the Bible? Um, does anybody know what it looks like other than what I've just described? We don't know what God looks like. Have you ever thought about that? I don't know what God looks like. Now, everybody knows Jesus, right? But God? God the Father, what we call a sign that the, the triune um, pinnacle, the name for God, is in the Bible, but we never get to see the face of God. We have God as a burning bush, right? We have God as um, God Father, as somebody that's up on top of a mountain. But can Moses see the face of God? No. In fact, God actually cloaks God's face using fire and smoke and, you know, like volcanoes and all kinds of stuff going off because God doesn't want us to see God's face. God doesn't want us to worship a face or an image. God wants us to worship God. So I, um, I wanted to say something about the word L. Anytime you see the word L in any any language or as you're reading through any translation just think god israel israel is the one god who wrestles right god's wrestling with jacob and he becomes israel bethel or bethel means the house of god so start looking okay do you mind doing that just for me every time you see l one of my favorite l words is ishmael does anybody know who ishmael is and don't say moby dick Ish what? Abraham's first son, born to Hagar, literally means listening God. Ishmael. Because God hears and answers the prayer. Ishmael. But Sarah gets pregnant and Sarah has her own child, right? What's his name? By gosh, what do you know? What do you think? Isaac. And she doesn't need Ishmael anymore. And she certainly doesn't need Hagar. 
get her out of here. And so they send him out in the desert. And one of the coolest, what I think is one of my favorite words to describe God is when she's out in the desert and she's all alone and she thinks she's going to die and she's under the broom tree and she's trying to cover up her little baby, her boy, and protect him. She prays to God and God does what? He sees her and he comforts her and he helps her. That's Elroy. Elroy. So meet the Jetsons' son, right? I'm sorry. I am old, and I grew up watching the Jetsons. But Elroy is one of those words for God. And so there's lots of words for God, and I've got to keep going faster, or you guys will be here past lunch. But um, my fourth slide is what names do you use to talk to or about God? And when I did the Facebook thing, I got a bunch of them. And you guys could just shout them all out once. That would be kind of fun. Everybody popcorn. One, two, three, go. Wow. This is supposed to be popcorn, guys. What does that mean? Come on. All right. So let them rise up. Um, I got, this is funny. So give me some names of God. And you know what I got? Father, Son, Spirit. I'm like, okay, think bigger. Think out of the box. Um, one of my favorites came from my friend who is um, a devout agnostic. And she said, oh, yeah, if I'm going to talk about God, I say karma, universe, other, force, right? And I'm like, hey, that's cool, because I think God is in all of those things. But we come up with these names for God, and we kind of get locked in, supreme being, higher power, right? Uh, even Adonai, Yahweh, all of those words. Oh, we're not supposed to say Yahweh. But um, my favorite is from the lips of Anne Lamott, who says, if you don't want to think about God, just say good, orderly directions. Good, orderly directions. And even my friends who are atheists and agnostics, yes, I do have them for friends, like the idea of good, orderly direction, right? Something is going forward, and it's good, and it's orderly. So, uh, so last weekend, I wasn't here. I made a vow. I told pastor I would be involved with children's ministries. I would be here whenever I could, but because Sisters of Scholastica, yes, that's me, does road trips, I would be taking some road trips, and one of my road trips was last week um, to look for the shack. I went to Wallawa, I always say this wrong, Wallawa State Park, and this is the setting of the book, The Shack. Anybody read, read the book, The Shack? Please just, whether you liked it or not, thumbs up, thumbs down. I love this book, and when I mentioned that where I was going, Pastor said, oh, that's one of my favorites. And he told me that he and Abby um, have written back and forth in it, but he didn't give me that copy. He just gave me this copy because I gave mine away and never got it back. And I thought, well, I'm going to go look for the shack. And this is not the shack, but just let's walk through these pictures really quick. I was at um, the lake, and I had a couple friends who wanted to go take pictures, and they said, well, let's just go for a short hike. And I'm like, okay, well, it's, it's April, and down here there's no snow. But we got up there where there was snow. Let's go a little bit further. And they decided when we got about to this point that they were going to go off chasing waterfalls. But I was ready, go ahead, Christy, to just sit and read my book and drink my peach soleil. And I had some peanuts with me. But I was right along the edge of a cliff overlooking the water. 
Let's go to the next picture. Oh yeah, always a bad hair day. Um, sorry about that. Let's go. Okay, so here I am again, and I just kept getting closer and closer and closer to the cliff, to the canyon. It's called the. Uh, it's actually the river for uh, Chief Joseph. Uh, it's called Chief Joseph Canyon, and it's the river that comes off the mountains, right? And I was sitting there reading the shack. And the reason why I bring it up, we go to the next picture, is because in the shack, you find out about the Trinity. You meet God, you meet the Son, and you, you meet the Holy Spirit. And as I noticed as I was sitting there, I was starting to see things in triads, like groups of things. Like I had three buttercups. I hadn't seen buttercups here yet. I had three trees, right? And I just kept seeing things. And this is the picture from the lake down below. And I was seeing the mountains, but I was up in those mountains, looking right at the mountains. So, like, come on, you guys, that's a really a birdie picture, right? That was just taken with my iPhone. But um, one of the things I want to talk about, about the lake and the mountains, is the beauty of the mountains as a descriptor of God, because um, there's a word for God in the Bible called El Shaddai. And El Shaddai is usually translated what? A.B. Grant, lover. Nobody knows that song, El Shaddai. It's usually God Almighty. The reality is, and I please just bear with me, if you look at the shape of the mountain, right, especially the one in the foreground, or the background, um, the word shad in the most ancient of the Hebrew language, shad means both mountain and breast. And so Al Shaddai means the God of the providing, the God of the nurturing, just like a mother nurtures and feeds her children with her breast. It's not a warrior term. It's a beautiful imagery of a mother. Remember God, male and female, creating us in God's likeness and all of creation in God's likeness. So let's go to the next picture. Um, that was the most high. That's El Elyon, which means literally God, most high God. And I just am going to just cruise through this. At the very end of the day, I found, don't you always have to have sunset pictures when you take a, you know, to go through my three trees. And that was right next to the cemetery for Chief Joseph. But look at this last picture because this was taken at night, I was up at 11, 12 o'clock, and this is a night picture, and I asked um, Christy to overlay the words that's in Greek that describes the Holy Spirit. So just like in the beginning, we had a God that created humanity and all of creation, right? Now we have the logos, or the philosophical Greek term, that says the word was first, the word was present to God, God was present to the word, the word was God, and reigning us for God from day one. Everything was created through him, nothing, not one thing came into being without him, and what came into existence was life, and the life was the light to live by, and the life light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. What? That's that same God, right? So when you think about the Trinity, you have to realize that Father God, Father Son, I mean, God's, let's say it right, God's Son, can we go to the next slide? 
God said, go on. Back. Can we go back? I had problems with God's Spirit because I grew up in the age of Holy Ghost. Anybody else hear Holy Ghost? Who wrote, who grew up with Holy Ghost? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Right? As a child, I'm like, whoa, babies. I love the Father. I like how He looks. He's like my dad. I understand the Son. I get that, like brother. Um, but I'm like this. And I gotta tell you, the ghost of Mrs. Mr. Chicken, uh, the ghost of Mrs. Muir, uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Like none of those things were really fun. Even Casper had those weird kind of malevolent friends. And so ghost was hard for me and I kind of pushed away from ghost. But I love the idea that God doesn't leave me afraid of spirit. So let's go to the next slide. I came up with some ideas. And I'm just going to talk to you about this. First, in, in the Bible, in history, we have an unseeable father that we call what? Abba Daddy. Sorry if anybody had a bad upbringing, and it's hard. You kind of do this to the father idea. But unseeable father, next, a seeable son. Jesus, fully human. His disciples got to see him, right? Do I get to see him? Oh, wait. Unseeable son Jesus is now fully divine and at home with his dad. He tells us that in John 14. I'm going to go away to be with my dad. And I'm going to get things ready. So I'm going to get you and we're going to all be together. And then he's, and they're all like troubled. What? And he's like, peace, peace, guys. It's okay. Because I'm going to send you a foreseeable spirit who will be fully divine and he'll be with you. The spirit will be with you. And the spirit will comfort you. And the spirit will guide you. The spirit will be your helper, your paraclete. And I promise, pastor's got, I don't know how many weeks to talk about spirit. Only two? Well, you, only, you gave me one for Trinity. So anyway, you have a foreseeable spirit, fully divine, yet. Unseeable spirit, except. Now seeable spirit in us. Fully human. Human. Did, did you track with me on that? That was the best way I could break it down because I'm a very visual person. I'm like the Hebrew language. I think in pictures, obviously, avatars, emojis, whatever. But God's spirit is like the air. I can't see the spirit of God except for in the faces of the people around me. Next slide. What if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us, just a stranger on the bus trying to make their way home? Has anybody ever heard that song? Oh, thank you, because my, the staff, everybody went, what are you talking about, Connie? <laughs> it's like one of my favorite songs. What if God was one of us? Wait, what? So if I'm at the checkout line at Costco, I can see God. If God's spirit resides in me and God's spirit resides in you, when I look at you, ought I not see the face of God? So uh, if you guys want to listen to that song, the video, everything's in the resource page. Thank you very much, Christy, because I wanted to play it and they said, no, no, we can't do that. 
So um, let's go on to the next one. This is my last question. What if the only way I can really see God is in the faces of those I really see? What if the God who I cannot see is seeable in your faces? So turn and look at somebody's face. Your spouse, your friend, your children, your grandchildren. What if God is in us? Like he promises, right? So um, I don't think I have any other questions. Let's go to the next. Ah, homework. Homework. Sorry, I taught for 25 years. Homework. I want you to look for God this week. Maybe you'll see God in candles, three candles, maybe buttercups, maybe your children. I started picking up rocks and going, oh, cool, a triangle, right? I started seeing God in everything around me. And this is kind of, I, I appreciated that Tim got this joke when I said, be prepared next week for a pop quiz, right? Isn't that true? Aren't you going to ask them next week to tell us where they saw God? It could be a mama quiz. I don't know. So anyway, um, we're going to stand and pray. And as we do that, we're going to close today with the doxology because it still talks about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So please stand. Let's pray as Tim gets ready. Lord God, I hope I didn't mess you up too much in trying to describe you. I did the best I could. This is how I see you. I know other people see you different. I just pray, God, that we are able to recognize you, that our eyes are always open to who you are in our lives, in the world around us, and each other. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise.